ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we want to thank you all for tuning into our podcast, The Sports Plebes. I'm Nate Dar, joined as always by my co-host Joe Timler. We want to thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, we're going to be going over Notre Dame football, uh, lots to talk about the NFL, NBA, uh, college basketball is about to be rolling, and just excited to uh, do another pod with you, Joe. Honestly, how you been, bro? I've been really good, man. Uh, we had a practice pod, uh, but they had to shred the tapes. We could not get that recording to work. But since we've last had a pod, we went to Vegas. Outstanding trip. Fellowship, fun. Uh, even got my hike in, the much-fabled hike. Um, here, it's kind of a war zone right now. We have multiple construction projects going on. We have a bathroom getting finished. We have a wall being put up. So we're all kind of displaced out of bedrooms. Um, but yeah, man, uh, supposed to get a hard freeze tonight. Winter is coming, as they say. But I cannot complain. No one's too sick right now. Got over all our little colds and things like that. So yeah, how are you guys? Uh, we're Gucci, bro. We uh, yeah, we've been dealing with some with some colds. Had a had a fun fun night at the hospital with some RSV with uh, baby Isaiah that mm. uh, really he he's uh, he's good now and then uh, yeah Mackenzie's yeah it's just weather turning kind of kind of thing lots of leaves probably have lugged over legitimately close to a ton of leaves I feel like <laughs> over across the street to my uh, kind neighbor's yard that lets me dump them in her wooded area that's got like a little fence and rake them down and bottom of the forest floor sort of thing so oh, that's a great um, setup yeah yeah i don't have to pay for uh for uh leaf pickup or anything like that and i feel like they always end that before all the leaves are off the tree anyway about yeah we don't have that here and our option is um i'm not really sure what it is because you can only put like up to two big bags outside your can for leaf pickup it's really frustrating so maybe be making some covert dumpster runs here just to get rid of the rest of them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's insane. And we have yeah, a lot of trees. You'll have to come see the new place sometime, but there are a lot of trees here. <laughs> oh, nice. Dang. Dang. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know what I would do. We have, yeah. There's, I just get dumped on. That's the use. It's ridiculous. The, uh, the towel tree in the back, especially it's just the big giant, giant, uh, diamond shaped leaves, basically. Yeah. huge um yeah but um where do you want to start just our love notre dame football the up let's, and down yeah let's been... start with it oh my god i you know i don't even know if we started with an up or a down we started with i think a very neutral game right we kind of exceeded expectations by covering against ohio state so we lost 21 to 10 uh defense played great offense looked shaky and that's been kind of a theme throughout the season um, obviously, we had a huge dip, looking terrible against Marshall, losing, looking pretty bad against Cal, barely winning. Then we turned it around, though. We handled UNC. We handled BYU pretty well. And then we dipped against Stanford, UNLV, blah game. And then we've come back strong by blowing out Syracuse, blowing out number four Clemson at home, um, which is fantastic. I mean, that I think I was reading somewhere. I mean, we haven't had a, a win like that at home since probably 1993 it's fair to say i mean we beat clemson two years ago but that was a you know that was a really close game 
Uh, we had to take him to overtime and the Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing. There was kind of an asterisk. It was a COVID year. There was no full crowd, but this was just pure beat down. We ran for almost 300 yards against them. And it, it gives me hope for the rest of the season because we don't play anybody with a defensive line like Clemson's. We play Navy, Boston College, and USC, who's pretty thin at that spot. So I think 9-3 and three is very much in play, and anything less than 8-4 and four at this point would be a very big disappointment. Yeah, no, agreed. I mean, like, they have two bad seasons, and you're hoping that they can play spoiler, basically, and go out to California and beat USC and kind of end their season because – uh, we we talked about it. Feels like Clemson, as weak as the ACC is, could very well go twelve and one, right? Yeah, and still not make the playoffs necessarily. You would think North Carolina might be the team that they would play in the ACC championship, but um, yeah, I mean it has been a roller coaster of a season. But at the same time, I think Freeman's earned the right to uh, you know, like that that win buys you literally seasons. I think, mm. you know, yeah. talking about that a long time here. And, like you know, it, it doesn't erase the two inexplicable home losses. But like you said, it gives you hope. It's like, you know, you can, you know, like he's 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 his first time being a head coach. Like, yeah, it's might have been unreasonable to expect that there wouldn't be hiccups and stuff like that. You know, like it's still frustrating. Like, you know, obviously I was at the Marshall game and that was, you know, that was literally mm. hell. Just felt like the whole program was falling apart. Honestly, the sky was falling but. Um, you know, the Clemson win, you know, he'll he'll be able to stand on that. And as long as they don't have enough for slip up as good as USC is, um, you would think if they're out there and they're competitive and then, you know, see what sort of uh, team they match them up in a bowl game. But, I, I you know, I, we said uh, nine or ten wins in the season would be good. And like yeah. you said, in play. It's in play. So, so um, and honestly, you know, I mean, if they can just – maintain the recruiting class which i don't i i haven't been paying as much attention to that but if they can hold strong there and not not give up too much ground you know who's to say they can't build off this so i did see that um cj Carr, i think it is joe yes he is not gonna re uh reclassify so he will not yeah. be a freshman. next season he will be a freshman two seasons from now and probably be the guy coming in the quarterback in the future and uh i don't know what'll happen when they get bennett back because assuming pine stays another year but that seems like that will be sort of a grand <laughs> coming in yeah i mean yeah. That's, that's my next question Do you, are you comfortable with tyler buckner starting week one against navy next year is that would that be okay with you or are you saying no i want to get a transfer give me just a warm body is better than buckner at this point kind of tough to, I don't I, know if we saw enough from Bucker. It's, it's hard to say, I think. It, it is hard to say. And, you know, if he has – but the, it's tough because I don't know how much, you know, if you're going to say he's going to have a year of growth because it's going to be an injury, you know. So it's not like he's necessarily going to be out there getting the reps, getting the practice that you would want him to be, um, obviously. So it's yeah. uh, it depends on what level of transfer you're going to get, you know, what type of guy. Like it could be – you know, it could be somebody really good. And if it's somebody really good, then um, I would say you do it. If it's somebody average to mediocre, then I say you just like keep rolling with the guys that are already in the program and the system kind of know what's going on. But um, yeah, I mean, it's the transfer portal is so ridiculous. We've talked about this, that it's, it's insane how easy it is for guys to jump. It seems like 
Uh, it's going to be really hard for a lot of these small schools to keep together teams that are competitive uh, year to year. You know, we're just going to see teams break up and go to uh, some of the larger schools to get more exposure, which makes sense because if you're that good that you're able to hop in the transfer window and jump around, you're definitely thinking that you're going to play on Sundays. You're going to be in the NFL. So, yeah. I was actually I was looking at the the schedule next season. And it didn't seem as daunting, or seemed equal, but they actually have Tennessee in their second game, which could be tricky. Now, a lot trickier than we thought three months ago. That's for sure. They have Ohio State at home, and they also go to Clemson and go to NC State. So it actually might be a more difficult schedule next year. That's it's pretty thick part of the schedule there. And then I think the year after that, do they start the Bama? home at home which is fine i saban might be gone by the new one talk about college football at large i mean bama has been very shaky right they've already lost two games they had near losses to texas texas a&m they're not i mean they're still a very good team but they're not dominant bama that we've seen in the past years it seems like georgia maybe has has taken up that mantle at this point yeah yeah you would say georgia's grabbed it you know grabbed it by the balls like definitely after this week the beat down of tennessee um, I mean, the SEC as a whole is still really, really good. And, you know, I think anybody that says that, you know, like being completely done, I think that's premature, you know. But, I mean, yeah, I think their defense is definitely not what you would uh, you were, would be used to from a save in defense, if you will. And uh, that's that's going to be enough to keep them out of, you know, keep them out of the playoffs and probably keep uh, their quarterback, Bryce Young, out of the Heisman race, honestly, like I, you know, I, he's going to have to, I don't know what he would have to put together to kind of get back in it, but I don't, um, I don't think he could, honestly, I think it's so success driven and the fact that he won it last year, people are just a little tired of him. Right. So I think it's, I thought, I felt like it was going to be a hooker from Tennessee, but at this point, um, if Ohio state goes undefeated, I would say it's probably going to be CJ Stroud. Pick yeah. It seems like the safest bet. And, you know, it seems like a year where there's no clear favorite. So like you said, yeah, it probably will be um, success driven and there will be a little voter fatigue. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Brian Kelly, old buddy, LSU. <laughs> Big win uh, in Death Valley against Bama. You know, kind of steals the thunder from Notre Dame, of course, because that's how that's how things work. But um, they I are... guess so. Yeah. Did we ever successfully compete, complete a high pressure two point play with Brian Kelly? I don't remember that ever happening. So uh, I'm <laughs> glad he could do that uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's a tough, it's, it's a tough look, you know, kid can't say I love, uh, love seeing that, but at the same time, maybe Bama's more smoke and mirrors and reputation than, <clears throat> than Austin at this point. But, at least for this season, like I, I'm saying, I'm not, you know, I think it's fair to say that this season's team is flawed and, um, you know, isn't going to, you know, short of a miracle, they're not even going to be in the SEC championship game. So yeah. um, they're, they're going to be on the outside looking in, but I mean, they're still probably going to finish top 10 and then depends on what happens next year, who, uh, what Bryce Young decides to do, I guess, which I would assume he would go to draft, but. Oh, yeah, 100%. Him, Stroud, Hooker. It's going to be a good class, Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The Bears might not need a quarterback, though. I will get to that later. We'll see. see. I I don't want to. Is there anything else in college football that you're seeing outside kind of the SEC and 
in Big Ten. Is there any other team that you're sold on? TCU is obviously undefeated, but they've had to pull a lot of games um, out of thin air. Uh, Pac-12, I feel like there's a group, but I don't really think that USC, UCLA, Oregon um, is is really contenders. So, I mean, at this point, I would be shocked if the national title, title winner is not Georgia or Ohio State, I think. Um, I would say that if you want to, you know, if you think USC can kind of run the table there, like – yeah. I would say that a dark horse candidate would be uh, who's their quarterback. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, Caleb Williams. Yeah, the transfer from Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah like I'm. I don't think he's uh, in the conversation right now, or you know, I don't know where his odds are or whatever. But I was thinking about that. That that wouldn't be maybe a bad funny money bet. Um, yeah, yeah, if they're if they're sitting there, twelve and one, Pac twelve champs, and yeah, he has some great moments against UCLA, Oregon championship, like. Yeah, that's not yeah. bad. I imagine uh, he's probably at least ten to one right now, probably longer. I was, uh, and I think he's he's fantastic. It seems like USC's defense, like you said, talking about the defensive line, like they're not they're not they're not very good, obviously. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I would say that it would be wild if TCU finished undefeated because you know they would kind of they would obviously stamp their their place and kind of steal one. And uh, eventually we were to go for, to a 12 team, but you know, for now it seems like to me, you know, if you go, if you're in one of the power five, you go undefeated. It's kind of the end of the story, honestly. And at this point, I think there's been enough chaos that a 12 and one TCU team probably even odds of making it right now, depending on what else happens. Um, just because there are only four undefeated teams right now, and Michigan Ohio State play each other in a couple of weeks. So, do you? know what the line is on the tcu texas game it's at texas at all yeah i uh, yeah i was that was gonna that was gonna be featured in my bets of the week but yeah it's tcu plus seven so they're seven point dogs to the three loss texas longhorns yeah it's That's smelly it's smelly yeah. in the texas heat very much very much so um sorry for stealing your thunder on bets of the week there um, no it's all right Sorry. It maybe it's probably a sucker, but right, Texas probably wins this by forty, and we're like, "See, we knew TCU were frauds." Yeah, I, <laughs> I if I bet on it, I think I would have to bet on bet on Texas just because the love line smells so bad. You don't want to take the taking the bait. Seems like it would be taking TCU plus seven, but who knows? Whatever they want me to do, I'll do the opposite. So. <laughs> um, I, uh, I say this is a good time to maybe transition to the nfl and yeah we talk about justin fields former ohio state quarterback and uh oh that's what you want to lead with is that he see the story story of the season he's he's the stud bears quarterback the bears are the bears are entertaining to watch for the first you know other than when they uh had that you know and it was all about the defense it's been a long time since uh they've had a fun offense to watch i would say for you right yeah, and it, it hasn't been that way all year, right? They, I think they kind of unleashed Fields a little bit in terms of maybe not being worried about injuring him, right? They're letting him run. He ran for, what, over 150 yards the last game. They got Claypool, which will be helpful, I think. Um, Cole Komet's really looking good. I think he had two touchdowns last game. So maybe their weapons aren't quite as bad as we thought. Mooney's still Mooney, inconsistent. Uh, Montgomery, Herbert. But yeah, there's just a lot of average to above average guys on there and then fields kind of making things go with his legs it's 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 not a bad team to watch i'll, I'll give you that 
I think uh, I think part of it too is you know he's he's scrambling a lot of times. He's not not designed runs. So you know I think part of it is that they just you know like kind of told him like hey if it's if it's not there and you feel it's starting just 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 run because you're probably going to break a tackle and get back to the line of scrimmage worst scenario you know like and uh, that's just like from what I've seen from the Bears I think that's that's kind of the biggest it seems like I don't know he just not that he books faster, but just that he's, you know, less pretending like, oh, I'm going to stay behind the line and just, yeah. I don't know. He's a freak too, man. He's a freak athlete. If he can ever figure out the arm thing, if the Bears can build an offensive line and a defense, which they have a lot of picks and capital, I, I think it's <laughs> a fun team, you know? Um, yeah, I think it's the most fun you could have with a three and six record, I think, just because there's hope for the future. It's, it's kind of maybe like a little bit like with young Burrow, like you saw it, right? Like, I think the Bengals are probably what, like four and 12 in his first year or something, but you could see that the potential was there. And uh, this is a little bit different, right? Cause it's not fields completing 20 passes a game. It's him completing eight passes a game, but he's still, he's got a good build for some durability and it's, it's at least exciting to see what he can do uh, with this unorthodox offense. Yeah. Um, in contrast to having lots of fun, um, the Indianapolis Colts season has completely gone off the rails. Um, and, and yet uh, they're only, they're only two games out of the division lead. So. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think uh, that any Colts fan wants them to win any of these games, you know, at all. I think three, 13, mm. one would be perfectly fine with everybody. And let's get the quarterback in the future. Cause clearly they're doing everything to tank. They can say everything they want to, but um, you know, benching Matt Ryan, benching Nick Foles, frankly, you know, like I think that he, you know, like could be just as good as like, you know, somebody like Sam Ellinger, which is yeah. clearly like, oh, we're just going to see if we have anything. Maybe, you know, it's like, oh, he's a, he's a backup quarterback sort of thing. And then we're going to draft the future next season, which is honestly what they should have done a long time ago. So it's been, it's been coming. It'll be interesting to see. What happens with Ballard? I feel like Ursa is super erratic, and even though it feels like they're trying to tank, if they lose a bunch of games, it wouldn't shock me if they fire Ballard as well. Hmm. What are your thoughts on Jeff Saturday? It's great to have a familiar face around, right? I think it's all upside. You know, okay. like there's no, there's no, like there's no expectations. Nobody expecting him to come in and win any games. If he goes. He loses all eight games, and then he's like, hey, you know what? It's been real, guys. We'll be like, Jeff, we still love you, and then that'll be the end of it. So <laughs> I don't <laughs> think uh, – I don't think – I think that is, you know, usually, usually the, you know, the the most likely, kind of the most easily explainable outcome is kind of the one, and, like, that's what I think. Like, it's just – he's just a caretaker. He's going to be able to get in front of the mic. He'll be – He'll be self-deprecating and like likable enough and like not a you know jerk he'll be you know talking with the you know like i think it'll be that's all it is he's just <laughs> just a caretaker for eight games and then has he ever i guess he, he he's coached before right at some in level high, in high school dude okay in high school. okay it's it's the ultimate like ursay is just like ah screw it we're gonna we're going to try it, you know, like, and see what happens. And maybe we catch lightning, maybe we catch lightning in a bottle, you know, like, but like probably like more likely than not, 
it's just he's just he's just a caretaker for the media and everything, and they're just gonna bumble their way through this season, and lose as many games as you possibly can. Which, speaking of, currently right now, it looks like the Panthers might be trying to win this football game, so which would be good for um, the Colts as far as <laughs> draft positions, <laughs> as far as draft positions go, exactly. Um, they are five and a half point uh, dogs in Las Vegas. Uh, is, is it not I, enough? Not enough. I, I believe uh, I I'll probably I'll probably hate bet the Colts because I'm honestly rooting for them too. Okay. To lose the game because I I see no point in continuing Joseph. Honestly. Wow. Uh, that's all there is. Thank God there's gambling and fantasy. You know. Other spots in the NFL, I think good stories. Obviously, the Eagles have been better than people expected. People thought they'd be good, but they've been even better. Uh, Seahawks came out of nowhere. I think they've already hit their win total for the year. Is that right? Um, probably they've been good. Geno, Geno Smith, if his name was Russell Wilson, he'd be probably top two or three MVP conversation right now. Yeah, he's been fantastic. He's uh he's he's my backup quarterback actually, you know, props to him. But um no, he he's been really fun. Uh Kenneth Walker the 3rd, they're they Oh, he's a good player. Yeah, I've had my eye on him. Yeah, he's good. Stud, studly stud. Yeah. Um yeah, and they have, you know, they have two good receivers and they've been playing really well. And just the the drive-by shootings on Russell Wilson from the Seahawks is just going on. <laughs> it is a little out of control like i don't know man like i guess i just assumed wilson um was kind of you know like he was i i, I don't know i just I, I didn't i guess i assumed that he was beloved like by the locker room like that's usually what you hear about these great players these great quarterbacks and stuff like that like you know yeah i guess maybe we didn't hear a lot right like it seemed like he should have been beloved and guys should have been saying things they weren't saying bad things about him but you didn't hear like you know, you didn't hear Richard Sherman going out of his way to say good things about him, guys like that. But yeah, maybe silence was 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 damning there. Did you hear about the Sherman and Marshawn Lynch interview? How they no. talked about how they 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 were talking in the interview about how they they like they were like, look, Russ is like Russ is my guy. We won a Super Bowl together, and like I would love to talk to him. Like they were kind of like half smiling at each other as they were saying that. They were like, "But like, I don't want to have to go through his agent and shit." And <laughs> whoa, like these two stalwarts of the Seahawks, like Super Bowl team, like they can't even just text you, Russ. Like they got to go through your agent. Like what? How insulated? What kind of? You know, it's just like, like I said, there's so much of that, and. uh I mean, Lockett, I think it was Lockett or somebody on the Seahawks famous said, you know, like, it's really nice, like, basically when we're all just playing as a team and nobody cares about who gets the credit. (laughs) We're just trying to get a victory. And it's just like, oh, man, they're They're just roasting him. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, the Broncos are just there. I mean, almost feel them trading Bradley Chubb almost fell in the way like they were waving the white flag, frankly. Um but uh, yeah, they're one of the other um, disappointing storylines, definitely in the AFC, if not the NFL, this season. I would say so far. Yeah, I would say yeah. that division Raiders Broncos are probably both right there for 
extremely disappointing teams. I think uh, I think Rich Eisen picked the or the Raiders to win that division or maybe even go to the Super Bowl or something like that. Okay. Yeah, there were a lot of people that uh, were really high on the Raiders this year, and it looks like Josh McDaniels is uh, maybe just cut out to be a coordinator, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is uh, which is funny and ironic because the Colts almost hired him and ended up hiring Frank Reich. But um, yeah, we um, you know the. Nate, can I ask you a question? This has been a surprise to me. I just calculated. Do you know how many games above 500 combined the AFC and NFC East are right now? AFC and NFC East, how many games combined? Above, like, if you just total all the teams' records, how many games above 500? The NFC NFC East is is really good because I think the commanders, so um, how many games above? I don't know, maybe maybe 13 or 14 now for the it's 26 between those eight teams there are 26 games oh wow i was crazy and that's yeah the the commanders they're they're the worst team in their division they're a sneaky four and five giants and cowboys have two losses eagles are eight and oh and then on the flip side everyone thought the jets were going to be pretty bad they're six and three bills actually probably disappointed at six and two dolphins have been good at six and three and patriots five and four just a lot of a lot of beef there in the the eastern time zone now quietly the bills are six and two like you mentioned their two losses are both in the afc east their own two in the division yes. so um, they haven't put they beat the pay did they beat the patriots or they haven't played them yet have they no they haven't played them yet. Okay. They, they're, okay. They're just. I think they're just. They're just zero and two. Like period in the division. So, um, yeah. I, I was. I, I haven't looked at like what like Miami is to win that division, but Miami's already got to win against them. You know. Right. Right. You're gonna have to play in Buffalo, but this Josh Allen injury thing makes you think they might drop another one here with the Vikings coming to town. Um, it's in play. Yeah. That line dropped from about seven and a half to three and a half. I saw, which I was staring at it at seven and a half. Like, did I just grab the seven and a half for the Vikings? But um, <laughs> no, nah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pull the trigger. I was like, yeah, who knows? And if Josh Allen plays, then it could just be a really dumb bet in general. But it seems like he's going to go down to the wire. And honestly, if he does that, then I think, you know, like, I wouldn't play him, you know, as much as it's like, oh, God, like, you know, every game, it's like, you know. You can be six and three, perfectly fine. You can probably be six and five, and perfectly fine. You know, like mm-hmm. the way everything shakes itself out. So, um, and there's 17 games too. So, 17 matters. games. Speaking of returns, um, the Browns, they're three and five. They probably should be like five and three, but they've looked pretty frisky in a lot of their games. Are you? Ready for uh, Deshaun Watson to play? Are you excited about his return? <laughs> oh, is he come back in week twelve? Is it? I don't remember. Yeah, he's. I think it is uh, week twelve or thirteen. Okay. I think he spent okay. twelve. Yeah, they're only. I guess they're probably two games out of the playoffs. So if, if they can stay at that level, they they might have a chance if he comes back because Brissett's been fine, but definitely not a difference maker given how good their running game is and their defense well, isn't bad either. So you got to, it's just, it, you can break it down, right? Because there's, there's seven teams in each conference. So it's a lot of teams to make the yep. playoffs. So you got, 
you got and so you got to figure uh you got the afc east let's just assume it's the bills the dolphins let's give it to the patriots as much as it kills me Mm. um and then we'll go we'll go ravens Bengals. that's five and then you right yeah and then you go in the afc south that's the thing, as you said. Titans, yeah. There's only going to be one. It seems like. And you're leaving the you're leaving the Chargers out then, if you're saying the Chiefs win the West. So yeah, I mean it, the AFC is definitely harder to make because there's some pretty decent teams there. But yeah. they'll at least be yeah. in it, I think, in it'll week be, twelve. It'll be whether or not they can probably catch the Patriots. Honestly, if you're really doing the math, and I mean, let's assume the Chargers actually. Um, I'd kind of forgotten about them, but they did win last week. So. Barely, yeah. Um, barely, yeah. So, and they, you know, they have a bunch of injuries, but might get some guys back and stuff. So who knows? But it seems like it's going to be a very Chargersy season. You know, maybe ten and seven, uh, you know, uh, nine and eight sort of thing, and either just in or just out of the playoffs. But um, yeah, I would say that it's kind of. Maybe there's two playoff spots, and you would say that it very well could come down to Browns, uh, Chargers, and Patriots. I would yeah. say, yeah. you know, so that's uh, that seems fair. Supposing it all shakes out the way we we think it will, right? Um, and even with kind of all that parody we've talked about, I would still be shocked if the Super Bowl is not won by the Bills or the Chiefs. I just feels like those guys are going to rise to the top. They have the best quarterbacks. The Bills have a very good defense. The Chiefs' defense is improved from what it was last year, certainly, and they both have extremely good home field advantages. So, I don't know. I would be surprised yeah. if one of those two teams doesn't take it home. The uh, UCL injury for Josh Allen really does worry me, though, I must say. Hmm. Um, that is troubling. And because I believe if he was a pitcher, like a MLB pitcher, oh, they should have had Tommy, yeah, he would have Tommy John surgery. Yeah, oh. um, he's not a major league baseball pitcher, luckily, so he'll probably just play through it. But I don't think I don't know if it necessarily goes away. I think it's just going to be really annoying until he gets it fixed. Yeah, so, um, it's not great. Made, made me also think about uh, the the Chiefs. You know, if they were gonna, if they were gonna, you know ever be at a lower point like i don't know i haven't even looked at the rest of their schedule but i gotta think they're gonna be favored in almost every game from here on out um and uh you know it wouldn't shock anybody like you said if it's the chiefs the bills so yeah um and in the nfc do you so you don't you don't trust the eagles at all you don't you don't think that they're i think they're good but i don't I haven't seen Jalen Hurts do anything significant in a playoff game. And, I mean, who have they beaten, right? That Like, they've beaten – squeaked one out against the Lions. They beat the Vikings. That's that's a good win. Commanders, Jags, Cardinals beat the Cowboys, Steelers, Texans. So they have two good wins, which, I mean, in all fairness, there's a lot of bad teams out there. But, um, you know, and their schedule doesn't get much harder. They have – Games against Titans, Giants, Cowboys, Giants. Like they don't play any of the premier AFC teams and a lot of the NFC teams, like the Packers, they have on the schedule a bit disappointing. So um, they could very easily be a 14 3 team that I'm just not sold on yet because I haven't seen them do it against the elite of the elite. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And the thing is that they would be, they could be fourteen and three, like you said, because the way their schedule breaks out. I like the Cowboys a lot. I think, you know, like the Cowboys are the team that I'm like. Well, if you don't think the Eagles are going to do it, like, you know, like maybe that's them or the forty. Them and the Forty Niners are probably the two teams you would take a shot at. Right, you would think. Um, it feels like they just haven't played right because it was like they were in Cooper Rush purgatory, and then they had a bye. I think they got one game out of Dak, and he looked pretty good. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I don't remember who they had this week, but yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> if they, I, yeah, I think this could, this could be the final nail in the the Packers season. Um, it feels like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing, real quick, with the Eagles uh, that I talked about with you that nobody really talks about is the fact that they lost. Uh, the Colts had lost two coordinators recently, Sirianni to the Eagles, who looks like he's killing it, and Eberflus to the Bears, who looks like he's actually starting to unlock something in Justin Fields. So yes. could have been two head coaches on that staff, and they could have both been gone, and then that maybe they had more influence than uh, than we thought they did with Frank Reich and his <laughs> offense, definitely. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, with Rodgers, man, it is very bizarre. If If you would have told me that uh, Geno Smith, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and uh, who was – I would even throw Stafford in there. And Russell oh, yeah. Wilson. Oh, yeah. And, and you would I, w- I would give you those five quarterbacks. And I would have said four of those five quarterbacks are all going to be starting for their team the whole season, and four of the five are going to really stink. You would have been like <laughs> – well, you probably been like one. Russell Wilson's going to be decent, yeah. Yeah, you would have been like Gino and one other three, like that's <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's it's wild. Doesn't make any sense, honestly. Um, we um pulled off a trade in fantasy. We should mention. Oh, did it go through? Uh, I think it's a. I think it's going through tomorrow, and nobody's even said anything. Okay. Well, yeah. What if they listen to this tonight? If I get it posted and they just veto it, it just gets vetoed so hard. If they listen to it tonight and veto it. I don't know. I, I'd be so. Pro- props <laughs> to them. Yeah. Props to them. Yeah. No. I. Th- I think it's good. I think it's uh, very even on the surface. Kenneth Walker to to me. DeAndre Hopkins to you. Yeah. I need running back help. You could use a top flight receiver in addition to Diggs, and I think we'll uh, we'll be happy with that. I think so. I think most importantly, we we need to, like I said, we need I need to shake we need to shake something up, and do something because right. Josh is Josh is going to be really annoying if he wins this thing. And I think in a way it could kind of improve both of our teams. It's where win win trade. So I hope so. I mean, but you always worry a PPR league a running back that doesn't catch a lot of passes. On the flip side, the Cardinals. You know they're a mess. They could be firing their head coach soon. Hopkins has thrown a tantrum before at the Texans. So, who are you gonna um, start at wide receiver instead of? Because uh, you have good wide receivers. That that was why I I, I brought it up to you in the first place. I think he actually has Steve. Yeah, not not to pull back the curtain too far on our fantasy teams, but no, I'll probably slot uh, Godwin or McLaurin in there. Step. Yeah, scary, scary Terry for sure. Yeah, he's, yeah, and plus I have I have AJ Brown too, so he's been a beast as well. And a monster. I wanted him really bad. Yeah, I was annoyed when you took him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Where do you want to go? You want to talk about touch on the NBA? Have any any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I I think it's wild that the Warriors aren't doing well. I didn't think that at all. I, I had like a little ten dollar free bet or something like that. I threw it on the Warriors because I assumed that they would be finished as the top, you know, two two seed at worst. And um, they have not been chilling. It's weird. The whole Draymond Green punch Jordan Poole thing is mm. really weird. Feels like it might be dragging on the team more than um, we thought it would. And um, yeah, it's it's just it's strange. I uh, think that's uh, that's kind of one of the weirder storylines. And then other than that, I, I just think the youth movement. You know, there's so many young guys that are that are wild uh, and just you know like they're allowed so much freedom and minutes and just like do whatever they want. You know, you look at our guy, uh, Jaden Ivy in Detroit, he's, uh, he's really starting to come on the last couple games. Um, and, okay. They got him and Cunningham. Yeah. They're, they're a fun team. Yeah. And my boy bogey, Boganovich. um, he, they, uh, you know, like even the worst teams, like, seems like they're more fun. I would say with the bulls, um, they have definitely, they lost the, the Vooch trade because I don't think right now you would trade Vooch for Wendell Carter if you were the Magic. No. And uh, yeah, and they also used that pick I think to get Franz Wagner, who is amazing too. So that's unfortunate. And Paul's <laughs> hurt, but uh, yeah, the the Cavs have definitely been the big story in the East though. Donovan Mitchell looks like he's playing at you know like just a ridiculous level. Definitely have unlocked something with him there in Cleveland, and. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just only a matter of time before LeBron starts whining about going home. It's going to be really clear. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the Lakers are really bad. Fade the Lakers, like I said last night. Um, yeah, I think you're And the Cavs are kind of good. And I think I haven't really been following too closely on the West side, but what's up with the Jazz? How are the Jazz so good? They had all those the trades. Jazz. They lost all their guys. How How are they doing this? The Jazz have one of the best uh, three through tens in the NBA. It's okay. just their three, their three through ten is like their one through uh, one through seven, if you will. <laughs> so like, and it's so it's strange. It doesn't seem like it's going to be sustainable. And you can't tell me that in the background the Jazz brass aren't kind of like, okay, we thought we were going to tank for uh, Victor Wembanyama. Wembanyama. Yeah. The uh, the Pacers are kind of similar like that. They are a team that everybody kind of thought was tanking, and uh, they have shown moments. Matherin looks like he's really good. Matherin looks like he's probably the second-best rookie behind Paolo, or he's been playing so far, like the second-best rookie behind Paolo Benchero, which Paolo's been playing at a, at a level that we haven't really seen since uh, LeBron came into the league. It's ridiculous. But, yeah. Um, so that's, you know, like, that's fun. Pacers could... I'm hoping they, uh, you know, the Pacers actually end up trading Buddy Heald and Miles Turner and, okay. and somehow one or two of those Lakers picks because I think those could be really valuable and end up being lottery picks there in a year or two. And if they they keep developing Halliburton and Matherin, it could be a really fun team, honestly, in three or four years. Um, maybe even before that, who knows? Um, yeah. And I think that's my NBA minute. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my kind of general thoughts. Unless you had any anything else to bring up, I didn't. I don't. I don't really. The Kyrie thing is like so annoying. I'm just like, whatever, dude. You know, like I don't even. I don't even really want to get into it on the sports <laughs> okay. podcast. 
Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Would you say if you had to pick one team to win the title right now, would it still be the Bucks, or would you say the Warriors are going to figure it out, or the Suns going to finally get one for Paul? What's going to happen? I would take the Bucks. I think you know, like the Bucks were definitely probably my pick before the season started. Like you know, like I thought they they you know like they were just the safest. Like this team's going to be really good and definitely end up in the finals of their conference like i don't mean how, how much better will they be when pat Connaughton is healthy that's that's what we're waiting for that's, that's what the what people want for, really yeah you know, like patty c <laughs> i love him i'm so happy he carved out a niche in the nba on a championship team that's like the best that was the best best case scenario for him obviously um but now like they don't have middleton back yet and Giannis is just dominating and i mean like just playing at a level that you know like it seems like he's like there's going to be a stretch here for a couple of years where he can really start cementing himself, you know, like into that next level, that upper echelon of guys, if he's just going to be doing this and they're going to be, you know, looks like they, they, there's no reason to doubt that they'll be the one seat considering they're going to get their second best offensive player back. Right. Right. Soon. And I mean, he's, he's not, he doesn't obviously look like Shaq or play like Shaq, but he could probably say he's probably the most dominant one-on-one big sense Shaq right like just his ability to get to the hoop his ability to draw fouls and finish like I don't know am I leaving someone out it seems no like it. I don't I don't think you are I, I think that's very accurate and I don't even know if there's a close second like you know um I'm trying to yeah I mean Dwight, Dwight Howard was sniffing it but his, his was like a lot of lobs a lot of just putbacks yeah. yeah like the thing Shoot the ball. Honest, the thing with Giannis and, and Shaq was a transition. They were such monsters so many times. And, uh, yeah. you know, for similar ways, because it wasn't just the transition. It was the fact that if out of the transition, it led to them grabbing the ball within 10 feet of the basket, you were just not not good. Not a good thing if you're trying to play defense. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a fair statement to make, certainly. I love Giannis. I mean, he's just a freak. and He, he plays like plays like it um yeah and he's like happy to spend the rest of his career it seems like in milwaukee right he's not like oh i need to go to la i need to go to new york because no this is a great group of guys a great team and i'm gonna do this in milwaukee which is pretty cool to see yeah no it's amazing definitely for the small market teams it's it gives them a lot of hope there could be a guy like that you know but yeah. I mean, he is a unicorn you know like he's you know like i think he really has a chance to go down as one of these generational guys like you know, when it's all said and done, if he doesn't get injured, just, you know, I mean, he's only, I think he's turning 28 this year. Like, crazy. you know, he, if he's going to dominate like this, like I said, for over a stretch of like six, seven, five, you know, five plus seasons, it's, you know, that's staggering. Like, you know, the numbers he puts up and he does it on both ends. Can't say enough about it. And, you know, like it's not unreasonable to think that he could win another MVP, especially if the Bucks are the one seed. So. Right, and can you think of a player that took so long to be great? Like, I don't know what he he probably was even an all star until like year three. Like he he looked like a skinny guy, a development project who's picked in the teens, right, or maybe around ten. Uh, he just blew up. Yeah, uh, he yeah. I think there was there was flashes of it, you know, at the beginning. You would see it especially on defense and stuff like that, and just just around the rim, just general athleticism. Yeah, but I mean, he was definitely a slow burn for a project, you know, um, as far as those go. But I mean, it's also crazy that he grew 
I think three or four inches after he was drafted when he was like 18 or 19 years old when he was drafted. Yeah. Whatever it was. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, can't say enough about, you know, like kind of the difference between a team like the Bucks and, you know, like in contrast, just to touch on it, like, you know, somebody like the Sixers where like, it seems like they're just, they're just floundering and they don't even, you know, like they don't even, they're, they're losing some games and Harden's hurt now. Yeah. I just yeah. don't, I think that, um, you know, this, you can't tell me that losing Emu Odoka doesn't hurt for the Celtics. And other than that, in the East, you know, like the Bucks are just clearly kind of a cut above everybody else. And, you know, said it again, like they're, they're, they don't have their second best offensive player. And, you know, if not that he's, if he's not their second best player, because Drew Holiday, you know, I, I would say it's 2A and 2B with him and Drew Holiday. But, um, yeah, it'll be, you know, it's that team, they, they could be a monster this year. So. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah, it like, is all, weird. like all, Oh, sorry, but that was loud in my ears. Um, um, all the teams, all the that, teams you'd that you'd expect to be good, to be good like, Nets, like Nets, Sixers, Sixers Heat, are sitting, are sitting 10 to 12, 10 right, 12 now. right now. And, and the teams you're not teams scared, you're not of, scared right, of, like Cavs, Cavs Hawks, Raptors, are in the top, five. the top five. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know, you know, I don't know how much that's going to change, honestly. Um, it might just be kind of a, a big shift in the NBA. I just, I don't, you know, I, some of these teams, like the Nets you talk about, or like even somebody like the Lakers, I'm like, I don't know how they're going to get better. Like, I don't know what they're going to be able to do, dig themselves out of some of these holes they've put themselves in roster-wise. Right. Ooh. Man, that was a lot yeah, to cover. Lot to cover. Do you, do need, you to need to tell me anything Snyder-related, Snyder Snyder Dan Snyder? No, I don't think so. I think uh, okay, it'll come out. I think, and then we can talk about it on the next pod. Seems like there's, uh, um, it's the attorney general is going to sue him, and I'm looking into it. It looks like it's civilly though, and um, it's not really anything to do with any money transgressions, which a lot of people assume okay. it would be. But they asked him about that, and he said there'd be more more on that coming out in the next week or two. So Fantastic. maybe there'll be there'll be some other charges and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, get Snyder out of the league. It's an embarrassment, honestly. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, it is it is tough, right? Like I, you you don't like these scumbags running the teams, but then you also don't like people being forced to sell their team. Like the who's the Clippers Sterling? Like that felt a little crazy that you're making a guy sell a team for these. You know, really offensive comments but like is an offensive comment enough to make someone sell their team like you get into kind of a little bit of business yeah, law there I, but i know i don't feel bad for for these guys that are no, 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 no. though they get they're they're doing stupid stuff and then the other thing is like okay so like how many billions of dollars is snyder gonna make off the sale of his team like that's the thing it's like you take the l but do you you take the l yeah. selling the thing and yeah it would have just kept going up but still like you net yourself all this money like it's yeah it's a win-win situation for the billionaire owners i think in general (laughs) yeah absolutely um do you want to do do you have bets of the week yeah i do i do um let's just uh start off with what we talked about here 
I I think TCU is a lot of fun. I love their red trimmed uniforms that represents the blood squirting out of a horned frog's eyes. I love that angle. Um, they're going on the road. Texas Longhorns, good team. Three losses. They're seven-point dogs. I think it's just kind of projecting, okay, TCU's been winning a lot of close games. Their luck runs out. Texas has played Alabama close, you know. But that's a lot of points for an undefeated team that's shown a pension for coming back and winning. I would say, you know, if this was like a four-and-a-half-point line, I would probably stay away. But if you get that all the way up to seven, why not just grab the hook at seven-and-a-half and and, uh, ride with the Horned Frogs to at least keep it close or even go 10 and 0 yeah, and I think this is one of their last really tough games other than what would be the Big 12 championship. Or have they played, they played OK State yet or no? Or I, okay, OK, State. OK State's gotten blown out back-to-back weeks by Kansas and Kansas State. So, But, yes, they did win that game. Um, looking at the schedule, yeah, they have Baylor and Iowa State. So middle of the road teams uh, okay. left. They should, they, yeah, I would be shocked if they didn't finish 11-1 and one at least. Yeah, no, certainly. Um, I am scared of that. The line, I don't know. It's, too smelly. It's, it's too, too smelly. It's too smelly. It's too smelly. <laughs> I, I, I can't say that I, I'll be doing it. I will wish you all the luck in the world. It makes all the sense in the world. But, yeah, I just like something like that. I've just been burned too many times. It is too many points. Just hold tight. Hold do, you have this, do you have this Panthers game on in the background? I, I, I feel like I've just seen dropped interception after dropped interception. This is amazing. Yeah, I know it's it's a monster too. It looks like, but somehow they've scored thirty-one points. Like they, you know, they're getting up there. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the over/under was still like above forty. So. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> you just see what Mario did. I think he might have been. I think he might have been down, but I don't know. <laughs> that he was. That was like Sage Rosenfeld's level of football. That was amazing. No, it's all good. I'm sorry. I'm distracting from the bets. Uh, love Amazon Prime, though. What a what a great production crew they got. Yeah, his butt was down. His butt was down. It's okay. Um, okay, moving on here. Let's uh, let's go to uh, the big the Big Ten. The Buckeyes are hosting the IU Hoosiers here. And I'm going back to the well. Um, last week, I was, I, I just, these lines, it's too big. It's too big. Ohio State is 40 point favorites over the Hoosiers. And Ohio State's had some issues with their offense. They slogged it out against Northwestern last week. And 40 points is just a lot. I know IU's not great, but give me the Hoosiers getting 40 points in Columbus. I love the four. I love the forty. I love the forty. <laughs> I, why not? Why not? Why not? Maybe this is the day. I mean, it's not even world. like it's not even like they have to be good. If they if they lose the game, fourteen to fifty one, they they still cover. So I don't know. <laughs> they don't even have to be good. Um, yeah, that was just kind of a, I, when you see a forty. You know, it's not a rivalry game, but it's at least a conference game. I, I would love to see the stats. Like on 40-point conference games, I bet those are not covered. More no, than half the time. Those are probably covered like one-third of the time. So I just thought there was a little bit of value. Like 
yeah, this is like 35, 34 and a half points. Like, eh, I don't know what to do with it. But over 40 or at 40 seems a little bit silly. It does. It does. I like it. I'll grab that with you. Yes. Okay. And then um, we're going to put the ultimate hex on our Irish here. I do think they match up very well with Navy. I know there's not going to be a lot of possessions, um, but Navy runs the ball. Notre Dame stops the run pretty well. Navy cannot stop Notre Dame from running the ball. They're going to be able to get four or five yards at will. Don't have a lot of talent at corner. Not They're not going to have their receivers running deep. Because if and that's one thing you could say. DJU missed a lot of open throws against Notre Dame. There were some guys running deep that he just missed uh, that could have changed the complexion of that game a little bit. Um, but that's not going to be a problem with Navy. So I like Notre Dame minus 16 and a half at, not at Navy, in Baltimore. Weather looks fine. It's not even 17 points. Just give me the Irish. Come on. This is the Stanford game that we saw uh, at 17, but we're actually going to come through and, and win this game by 20-plus points. <laughs> I hope you're right, man. I hope okay. you don't have slip up. So I'm, I'm down with it. Yeah, I, I hadn't even looked at uh, looked at what the line was there. but I would have guessed it would have been about 20, but no, it's a disrespectful 16 and a half. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's not even at not the Navy host games that often, but it's in Baltimore at the Ravens Stadium, so it's just going to be a kind of a weird, generic atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Notre Dame fans might actually show up. It's a neutral site, as we know. Yeah, and I think they have a lot of juice. People love Marcus Freeman. They're excited. I mean, you think you, you would do things a little bit differently, but given that this team has three losses – you know, having wins over Clemson and then ranked Syracuse. Well, they were ranked Syracuse, North Carolina. Like, it's not not a bad place to be, right? Like, if we were six and three, but we'd lost to Ohio State, Clemson, and North Carolina, there would be like no juice behind this program right now. So, yeah, I mean, like, there's hope. There's hope right now. I think you know, like, and yeah, like you said, stuff, some stuff we can build off of. Um, yeah. Still hope, still hope that Brian Kelly is going to go to the playoffs as well. So, indeed. All right. Well, that's good, man. We we had a lot of ground to cover. I think we covered it pretty well. I think I started out kind of tired, kind of bedraggled, but I got energized just by talking sports with the plebes. Indeed, it was fun. It's great, great to great to pot again, Joe. For sure, we'll do it soon again. All right, man. Well, oof, this is episode 50-something. Thank you, Nate, for coming back on. We'll be with you very shortly here. There's so many sports going on. And until then, we miss you, Matt.